Hi, my name is John, and this is my good buddy, Andy, and you're listening to the Packers Blitz podcast, the podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s Packers football and lived to talk about it. Packers Blitz is dedicated to the greatest fans in professional sports, Packer fans. All right, let's get right to it, Andy. Bring it right to it. Bring it, John. All right. Uh, by the way, how you doing? I just want to say hi to you. I've been better. We've been yeah. better. So let's we, get right to it. Yeah. All right. So here's the deal. We, uh, Andy will have his rant, but I'm going to have my rant first. We, uh, we lost to the 49ers again. <laughs> and again, look at... Oh my God, Kyle Shanahan's playoff record. You're it's very impressive. He is, I believe, seven and three or six and four. It, it's a winning record. Okay. Most of those wins are from your Green Bay Packers. Okay. Andy, do you know the last quarterback to beat the 49ers that was a Packers quarterback? Last quarterback to beat him. He's your boy. Well, I would guess that would be Brett Favre then. That would be Brett Favre. I mean, yeah, I should have actually thought about it for very long. We haven't had that many quarterbacks, have we? Correct. So that is old guy, old guy thinking. So Brett Favre, Brett Favre is the last Green Bay quarterback to beat the 49ers in the playoffs. Yeah, and that Um, would have been 1994. Five, five, which I talked about. Yes, we did. were talking about beating <laughs> Dallas. Correct. I felt yeah. the same way that Jordan yep. Love is going to do this. So, yep. here's some. And they got beat some, the next week in, in Dallas, thirty seven twenty four or something. Right. Like so that. here's so. the thing, and this is this is ridiculous because I've seen this, Packer fans, you've seen this. Red Favre couldn't beat Dallas. Eventually he did. Uh, I wouldn't say he really beat him, but we had a better team. Uh, you know, when Tony Romo was around and stuff, I think we beat him with Tony Romo. I'm not sure, but we could never beat Dallas. When trying to get into a Super Bowl, she just couldn't do it. If you remember, for us to get our first Super Bowl win, we beat the Carolina Panthers at Lambeau Field. Okay, that was the first time. We actually won an NFC championship game with Brett Favre and went to a Super Bowl. So Aaron Rodgers could not beat the 49ers. Divisional games, championship games, couldn't beat them, okay? And I thought going into this game, I really thought this. I thought, okay, none of these guys, sure, they were little kids or just up and coming in college and stuff when we weren't doing great against the 49ers uh, until recently, obviously, you know, they were a little older and they probably maybe remember us losing in 2021, maybe, but they probably didn't even think about it. Cause they were like, you know, unless I'm drafted by the Packers, what do I care? Right. Who cares? So I thought you got a bunch of guys for the most part, exception of Aaron Jones and some other guys, maybe on the defense with uh, Jair, who are like, okay, it's the 49ers. Who cares? Let's go. Which I thought was going to be a good thing. And for most of the game, I was like, 
here we go. Here we go. We're do we're all right. We made some mistakes. I'll get to Anders Carlson in a second here. Okay, we uh, you know, I get it. Not bad, not bad. Oh, we had an interception, you know. Okay. So if you remember, folks, and I hate to bring this up, <laughs> there's a little over two minutes left, and we're up 21-17. And I go, oh no. And you could hear the announcers go back and listen to the game. The announcers were like, well, a lot of time for good old Brock Purdy and, you know, the 49ers to get a touchdown. They didn't say, they didn't give our defense any respect. They're like, here come the 49ers. The 49ers are going to go. 49ers this, 49ers that. And our defense, if you watch near the end of the game, looked tired. Like with Sean Gary, I, I was looking at some of it. He looked tired. When, again, here we go again, Andy. We keep saying the same thing. Set the edge. I don't know what it is with setting the edge against the 49ers, but we always get screwed every damn time. Setting that edge. Brock Purdy, who's not most fleet of foot, <laughs> what does he do? It's like a minute something left. It's like third down and whatever, or second down or whatever. And here comes Brock Purdy, la, la, la. <laughs> just running around the edge and i'm like are you effing kidding me here we go again and then you know they got the touchdown now one of the things that really concerned me about this game was okay we got 50 some minutes left we still got i believe two timeouts all we need to do oh my god is to get into field goal range and then i thought oh no <laughs> <laughs> we need a touchdown. I was really going, guys, forget the field goal. If I was LaFleur, I'd say, forget the field goal. No field goal. We're going for the touchdown. Now, again, you're probably sitting there going, no, we just need a field goal to tie, John. What, what do you touch? Because Anders Carlson is one of the worst rookie kickers ever in the NFL. How in the hell did we not, oh, for Christ's sake, we didn't call anybody? Nobody to come in and challenge him halfway through the season or, oh, I don't know. Who's the kicker we used to have again? Uh, who's that guy, Andy? Um, I can't think of his name right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> Mason Crosby. You're telling me you couldn't have reached out to Mason Crosby and said, Hey, look, Anders Carlson is going to kick off and you, uh, Mason, you're going to, you're going to do field goals. You think he would have done that? Yeah course he would have done that now i get some of the things associated with the wind and the weather but for crying out loud the guy has missed so many damn kicks i've lost count and there was a, <laughs> a thing on the floor which he said i was joking he said every time carlson comes out there i say a prayer now if that <laughs> you can't have a kicker where you're literally joking I have to pray every time he comes out there because I really don't know where that ball's going. I mean, uh, why don't you again, why don't you go and bring a kicker in and at least try, challenge this kid, you know? And if he folds like a, like a cheap suit, you know, fine, you're gone. I know it's a, it's a draft, wasted draft pick and blah, 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 but who cares? The big thing about this game that has come to bite us in the butt is we don't hold people accountable. And that is a big thing for the Packers. 
Andy and I have already talked about in past episodes. This is title town. This isn't, oh, this is a good year. And I'll get to that in a second here. This is about titles. This is about bringing Super Bowls. And if you don't, you lost. That's a losing season. You failed. Now, that might be a hard and harsh reality to look at, but I'm sorry. If you're not in the NFL to bring titles, okay, to your organization, why are you here? If you're there to pick up a paycheck, I don't know why you're here. You're there every day sweating blood, sweat, and tears, literally, to get a title, okay? And it's not easy, you know, I get that. But when you have chances, which Andy would talk about here in his rant, when you have chances, you cannot blow them. You have to make the most of them. Now, one thing I saw, too, after the game, and I'm not going to get into uh, let, let's put it this way, just really quickly, and Andy can talk more about it. Jordan Love, when he threw that last pass, he just panicked. He, and I don't get why he panicked. There was nothing to panic about. He was trying to make a play. Jordan Love was trying to make a play. He got out of the pocket, and he was like, oh, there's Christian, Christian Watson. But what he didn't think of was, oh, this is the NFL. And if I throw that ball up, they have linebackers on San Francisco who are probably going to run and intercept that ball. What he what he said after uh, after the game, he's like, "Well, I should have ran. I should have thrown the ball out of bounds." And Lafleur too didn't throw him under a bus and throw Jordan Love under a bus, but he said, "Yeah, we we kind of told him that's what you need to do." But again, when you're in that situation and you start to panic, it, it's really really hard to not how do you say, kind of think about it, right? You, you just kind of just, it's just, I'm just going to do it, right? I'm just going to go and do it. We've all been in that situation where you just don't think about something, you just do it. And then sometimes you regret it, sometimes you don't. But what I really want to talk about is all these people who have said, oh, the future is looking bright for the Packers and the Packers have a bright future. Uh-huh. Let's think about that for a second. And I'm gonna—I'm not gonna use the Packers for a second. I'm gonna use the New York Giants of 2022. Okay, so they beat the Vikings in the uh, wild card round, went to division round, and lost. But at that time, everybody was saying, "Oh, New York Giants—they're a really good team. When they come back next year, they're gonna be—you know—challenging Philadelphia and Dallas for the division title." What happened to them? <laughs> They had a dump, yeah, dumpster <laughs> fire, six and eleven. They had injuries. They had freaking Danny DeVito at quarterback, right? Now, Andy will get into a little more of this too. But if you go back, okay, when we won our Super Bowl, we had a great season after winning the Super Bowl. We came back. We were fifteen and one. Okay, we almost went undefeated, right? Should have won another Super Bowl that year, in my opinion. Still had the core of the team. And what happened? Eli Manning came into Lambeau and beat us. And not only did he beat us, we made every mistake you could think of. Ryan Grant fumbled. John Kuhn fumbled. Aaron Rodgers, I don't even know who he was throwing to half the damn time. I'm like, what are you doing? Our defense was a joke. I mean, they threw a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. And the receiver after the game said, 
and this is insane to me. He said he sees the ball in the air coming towards him, and he says, "Hey, there's nobody around me," <laughs> and just boom, touchdown. And, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, what do you mean there's no one around you?" And then if you go and look at it, you can go and look at that. They have different clips, like I said on YouTube. You'll be like, "What were they doing?" Like. You saw like all these Green Bay Packer defenders going, "Yeah, hey, look at the ball." You know, oh, that's pretty cool. Even Charles Woodson, the beloved Charles Woodson, you see him running, <laughs> trying to knock down the ball because he he's probably thinking, "Oh, we got the safety held back and got a corners. We're fine." Wait a minute. Whoa, <laughs> what's that ball doing? So what happened? Yeah, we go to the Super Bowl now. And go through, which Andy will go through here, Lamar and Depp, each year where we've had success and then come back the next year, meh, nothing happened. Now, do we have a good future? Sure we do. We will do uh, next week an end-of-year review. Uh, we still have uh, holes to fill, which we'll go through with different defenses uh pieces as well as offense and we're going to lose some guys so this isn't going to be the same team so just remember that so all these guys you're counting on may not be there for one reason or another and then we have the draft coming up which again we can't screw that up which we'll we'll talk about in later uh podcast episode but when people say the future is bright i i do agree with that i do i think we have hell of a tight tight end hell of a receiving core we have to find which we'll talk about another complimentary piece for aaron jones we gotta find some really good <laughs> pieces on defense i know defense again we gotta fire joe barry by the way just really quickly i heard that might not happen because Jer joe barry is still under contract meaning if we fire him we eat his contract which eat it Put some salad dressing on it, barbecue sauce. I don't care. Okay, he did well for a limited time. That doesn't count it. That, is, that doesn't count, in my opinion. You have to go through the entire season, okay, and make sure that we're – if we were the number three seed, well, maybe we're still playing, right? But we're the number seven seed. So, again, we, we can't keep doing this every year. It's, it's Groundhog Day, which we've talked about the movie – in past episodes, it's the same thing. We keep doing the same thing. What is that? Can't finish a game. Two minutes left in that game. We are up by four points. They have the 49ers were off all game. They did not look like themselves. This is probably one of, I would say, one of the worst games that I've seen them, with exception of the Baltimore game, where Baltimore was just destroying Brock Purdy. And for the most part, our defense did that. But when it counted most, didn't finish. So I understand that looking bright is there. But we still don't know what the next year is going to bring. Injuries, a lot of crap, you know, that could happen over the offseason. And, you know, we don't really know. So to say the future is bright is, yes, that's a good thing. I do think it is. But we still have some missing pieces, and we got to fix it. And guess what? Every team's going to get better. There's not good. Uh, the Vikings will get better. The uh, uh, Bears will get better, believe it or not. And that's the way that's going to go. So uh, Andy has answered that phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, up in it's this surprising. area, just there's no hope, John. So we'll just listen to it ring and ring. All right, and ring. that's fine. Perfect time oh, for me to, last... to jump in, though. But go my, ahead. No, go my ahead. last thing. My last thing is when again, people say, "Oh, there's always next year. There's always next year." I'm the hell with that. There is no next year because again, like I said, there is. How do you know? How do you know Jordan Love doesn't have a season and an ending injury? How do you know that, you know, half your defense gets injured? Look at the Buffalo Bills. They went, they finally had it lined up for them, which Andy will talk about how similar that game was. And it really was to our game against the 49ers. Look at them. They just started, it was nothing left for them. They had nothing left on defense. And I felt getting rid of, Rasul Douglas was stupid. I don't know for a third round pick. Okay, when he did, um, if it wasn't for him, Buffalo probably wouldn't win some games. He was amazing for the Bills. So I'm like, he could have really, really helped us in that 49er game. So that was kind of like, why did we do that? I don't kind of get that. Why to this day I don't get that. I trade a guy that loves the Packers, who wanted to be a Packer. His teammates loved him. I mean, it was everything was great about him. And he, you know, there were some games he didn't play so well. I give that on Joe Barry, but whatever. But again, my thing is this: two things, and I'll let Andy then take over. One, future is bright. Yes, I agree, but I also understand that this is not going to be the same team next year. So we don't know. All right, you just don't know. And then. The whole thing for next year, there is no next year, like I said. This is the way it goes, right? You have a good year, and then I don't know what kind of year you're going to have. You know, it's extremely rare that you're a Kansas City, that you're, well, 49ers, that you're, you know, Patriots back in the day, where you're just good, 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 great, good, good, great. You know, it just doesn't work that way. It's usually you're great, and then you're you're okay, and then you're good, and then maybe you have some problems, and then you're great, and then maybe you're okay. It, it just doesn't happen, though. It's extremely rare. So I, I think next year the fire has to be turned up to 11. <laughs> Use my Spinal Tap reference. If you don't know that movie, go see it. Uh, is really we just need to just continue to have people always be held accountable, like Anders Carlson, I don't know why he's why he was kicking with us after midseason. We should have let him go. And yeah, eat the pick. Who cares? No big deal. I don't know. The Jair Alexander was handled, I think, very well. But he's a star. He's the guy. So you know he can play. You've, he's put it on tape. And he had some issues with his back and some other things. And I think it was affecting him. But the main thing out of all this is if we want to win another Super Bowl, and this is title town, folks, we cannot hold people accountable. We got to make sure everyone understands either you're here to help us win a title or go somewhere else and finish that game. Okay. Whatever you have to do to finish that game, finish it. And we, from Mike Sherman, to Mike McCarthy, and now to Matt LaFleur, we can't finish games. Just go through the whole damn thing. Google it. And Andy, like I said, might talk a little bit more about it. We just can't. Two minutes left, a minute left, 40 seconds left, whatever. It doesn't matter. We can't finish. 
And I don't know why. And it doesn't make sense to me other than coaching, players, accountability. Uh, I don't know. But we got to figure that out because we cannot. We're going to play San Francisco again. I guarantee you that. And if we lose to them again in the playoffs, then I don't know what to tell you because we've had enough shots at them to beat them, and we haven't. And it's getting embarrassing, you know? And I know how Bears fans feel. Oh, you can't, Bears can't beat us. The reason the Bears can't beat us because they're always a subpar team, and they know it. They're not at our level. And, and you can say that about us with San Francisco. Well, we played above our level, which was nice, but we have to figure out how to get at their level and above. We can't just be sitting here and just watching San Francisco go out and get Christian McCaffrey, go out and get some other players on their defensive line, and we just go, okay. <laughs> and I know salary cap, but no, it's a fit, and that's not a fit. Stop making excuses. Get the guys you need. Get them in there. Draft and develop only carries us so far. We've seen that with Ted Thompson and now with Goody. Yeah, it's great that we have these young uh, stud tight ends and offensive linemen and on and on and on and my Carl Brooks, which I hope he gets better. But at the end of the day, you when we win that Super Bowl, I won both Super Bowls, we had a nice mixture of talent and veterans. And we got to figure out to get that balance back. Otherwise, here we go again, Groundhog Day, lose to the 49ers, go home, lose to the 49ers and go home. And, and it just it just sickens me to my stomach watching that game when we outplayed them for most of the game. And they know it. 49er fans know that. They're like, oh, crap, We're wa we, wa we escaped again. So that's it for me. <laughs> that's my rant. And yeah, uh, you can go into your rant or add anything you would like to add. Congratulations, John. That was that was a rant. Yeah, that was a rant. Uh, three quick things. Uh, you know, Jordan Love rolling out to his right, throwing across his body, middle of the field, up for grabs. <laughs> Before he even did that, I understand he's trying to make a play. Whatever. We all know who that was reminiscent of. And yeah, they probably. brought it up over and over and over today when I was listening to some of the uh, programs that I was listening to. So, um, but I did want to say Bosa had been crashing down all night and didn't set the edge, didn't even care. All he was trying to do is get to love, right? Um, love could have ran for a while. And he could have did that several times. So I did want to say that, that Jordan, if you're listening to this podcast, yes, you, have to, you have to run a little bit more. You have to also keep them honest. So if they think that you're going to run the ball, uh, a lot like Josh Allen does every so often, he will uh, make good decisions on when to run and when not to run. And he didn't make any of those decisions because he did not run the ball when he should have. And so I understand his first job is to throw the ball down the field. Not a problem. I understand it. But he should have uh, ran the ball more. He had opportunities where he had open field out in front of him and didn't do it. And it was uh, perplexing. Uh, and so when you have the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship, 
the Super Bowl on the line. You got to do what you got to do, bro. Exactly. You know? And uh, so that's the first thing I wanted to say about that. So uh, second thing, uh, John Harbaugh, head coach for the Baltimore Ravens. Do you think he prays when he's got Justin Tucker? <laughs> he didn't pray. He's He sends them out there, and he's 100% confident that guy's going to make the kick. Yes. Yeah. So there's no praying going on with him. So nope. I did want, that was the second thing. Last thing, you know, Debo Samuel was out the majority of the game. Yeah. And they looked out of sorts when he wasn't in there. So they had probably, he was a really, really big part of their game plan, I would assume, uh, because yeah. uh, it's the Packers and the Packers defense. So, uh, you know, running the ball, catching the ball or whatnot. And when he left the game, got to take advantage of it, Packers. You know, you got to take advantage of it, and we we didn't. So no, those were my three things, and we'll talk about more more about yeah. this in a little bit. So, but that's those are three things that uh, I wanted to address a little bit. So yeah, nice. Uh, so here's my rant. Uh, it's a very interesting recap very of the game. A devastating twenty-four to twenty-one loss to the 49ers again. Uh, it's devastating, right? But but I will say that the 2023 season was a success. It was. The Packers now know yeah. that Jordan Love is their franchise quarterback. Their young players are really good. And they know now that they can compete against the top NFL teams, the elite NFL teams. And that's very, very promising. John, you got to admit that. As a yes, as is. a true Packers fan, I know that this loss stings. It does. Yes, we should have beaten the 49ers again. We should have beat them. We had that game and we blew it again. So so now I want to get into oh, a little section of yeah. would have, could have, should have, didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. yeah, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, didn't, right? And so uh if Jordan didn't throw two costly interceptions. If Darnell Savage hadn't dropped the Purdy pass, yeah, that Purdy pass right to him. If Keyshawn Nixon would have made a fantastic interception of a poorly thrown ball by Brock Purdy, if the refs could have spotted a ball correctly on a crucial yeah, drive, come on. killing fourth and one, what uh, the hell? Love sneak. Uh, also could have been a little bit better play call, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, he, he made it. He did. He Just did a make horrible it. spot, horrible spot. We get screwed over again. Yep. Uh, then if any of those things would have gone our way, uh, again, would have, could have, should have, didn't <laughs> the Packers Bummer. would be playing the Detroit lions in Detroit for a chance to go to the Super Bowl, But we all know that ain't happening. Right, yeah, yeah, John and I gave the the keys for the Packers to win in the last podcast that we had done, uh, episode sixty, I believe it was, or sixty one, was it sixty one? Yeah, 61. and so you know, first of all, number one, J Love had to play a mis mistake free game. He did not. Nope. The Packers lost the turnover battle two to nothing. J Love had to play a great game. 
He did not. I think his passer rating was 72 point whatever. He, yeah, he didn't was, play he his did. best game. He didn't play as well as he had played uh, in some of the previous games recently. The D had to tackle and not get gashed for big runs by CMC. CMC again would be who? Who, who is that, John? Christian McCaffrey. That's right. We'll just call him CMC for short. The D Dork. decided to take a few plays off if you didn't notice. That yeah. long TD run that he had and then yeah, that TD yeah. run toward the right at the end of the game. I mean, nobody was paying attention to CMC and tackling him, were they? And they should have been. Because, again, yeah. with Evo Samuel out, who else is going to be the focal point? Yeah, who Give else is right? a break. Yeah. So anyway, the D had to make game-altering plays and rattle Brock Purdy into making mistakes. Not to pick on anybody, not to pick on anyone, but Rashawn Gary had zero sacks and yeah, zero tired. turnovers in the last seven games. Go back yeah, and look tired. it up. I did. I did. Yeah. In the last eight games, by the way, he's only had a half a sack. Yeah. Uh, the game before tired. that against Detroit, I looked, everybody, three. He had three sacks, uh, a, yep. a fumble uh, that he caused that uh, created yeah, a, tur a turnover crazy. for us and a touchdown. He was a madman. Yeah. But in the last seven games, zippity-doo-dah, nothing. Yeah. He looked tired. Yep. So, again – uh, that's including the playoffs, zero sacks, zero turnovers. Just like Gary, uh, Rashawn Gary, the entire D did not make a difference. So, no. again, they didn't cause enough havoc and wreak enough havoc to, uh, you know, give the ball back to the offense and create turnovers, make plays. Sacks are – that; those are crucial plays in the game. Um, you know, sacks, uh, again, that's, that's lost yards. That's a loss down. Right. Yep. And again, you're, then you're getting them, you know, not they're getting them off the field, you know, and they weren't making those plays, not a single one. So side note, and this is directed probably a little bit more at some Packer fans, even John now, uh, don't do that Packers fans and NFL so-called experts. Do not chastise Anders Carlson for his missed 41-yard field goal. And this is why. Just give me a second here, John. I know you're going to say something. It's, yeah. not his, it's not his fault for everything. It's not. He shouldn't be the scapegoat. You know, again, John talked about be accountable. The whole team. The Packers had several opportunities to go up by two scores in the fourth quarter. They did, John. They had several uh, drives. I think three of them, right? Didn't score any points, right? Yeah. The Packers offense hasn't put the game away in over a decade. Mm. In over a decade, they haven't put the game away. Uh, the Packers defense hasn't stopped an opposing offense from scoring when it had to win uh, in over a decade. Give mm. Anders a break and don't go there. There were so many people that were ripping him a new one. He did make a couple short field goals early in the game. To be quite honest, where you were in the red zone so much, uh, he shouldn't have been kicking short field goals. We should have been scoring touchdowns. So again, that is some true. of that. Some of that is not Anders' fault. So yeah, that's true. I did want to say that they're making him the scapegoat. I'm sorry, he's not the only scapegoat in that game. I yeah. just gave you a big one. 
one that makes a lot of money. And again, Jay Love didn't play as well as he as he could yeah. have. And Rashawn yeah. Gary is the leader of the defense. He is. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he didn't play like it and hasn't played no. like it the last seven games, including playoffs. So, yeah. yeah. So we've all seen this before. Long pause. <laughs> same old, same old in the playoffs for the Packers, right? Deja vu. Uh, your Groundhog Day, <laughs> right, John? Packers fans have yeah. lived through this present situation before. <laughs> So, um, so, th so this is basically how I felt as a Packers fan. I, I am a Packers fan, a true Packers fan. I, I believe it. I know it. John knows that, uh, we both are John, especially he's a, he's a huge Packers fan as am I. Uh, so in the, in the moments at the end of the game and after the game, this is, this is how I felt uncomfortably numb. That is not a uh, Pink Floyd song, <laughs> uncomfortably <laughs> numb, utter disbelief and unmitigated helplessness because we, John, we couldn't do anything. We wanted to, yeah. I mean, I wanted to go to San Francisco and I wanted to start yelling and screaming like Packers mm -hmm. fans that were there. Go pack, go. We hear this right. every single game. You don't yeah. hear that in other games. No, I mean, the fan base was again supporting them. Go pack, go. And mm -hmm. they did not go, did they? No, uh, not enough to win the game. So, so uh, I'm going to move on and, and talk about some of the very interesting things, John, unless you want to chime mm -hmm. in on anything. No, no go right ahead. Since 2000, since 2000 in the NFL, the year 2000, the Packers have had the most gut-wrenching mm. losses in the postseason, five of them, Ugh. in which they led at some point with less than five minutes left in the game. Packers fans, Packers Blitz fans, that is not a statistic that a, a NFL no. team wants to have the most of. No. Gut-wrenching losses, five of them. Wow. Um, yeah. A lot of sports fans, 40.9 million of them, a million wow. of them watched San Francisco's 24-21 win over our beloved Green Bay Packers. Beloved. In fact, it was the most watched sports event on a Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, on a Saturday since the 1994 Winter Olympics. <laughs> Those were the Olympics with Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Look it up. That whole fiasco <laughs> slash debacle. <laughs> It's a that, great laugh. That was it's that funny. year, the Winter Olympics, 1994. So 49.9, yeah. oh, sorry, 40.9 million viewers. That's a lot that's of people. That's, that's because you got the 49ers and you got the Packers, isn't it? Yeah. Great, it, great fan bases, both of them. Yeah. Um, just like the Packers cannot beat the 49ers, <laughs> the Bills oh. Oh, cannot the Bills. beat the Chiefs. The Bills oh, the lost Bills. in heartbreaking fashion with their kicker missing a game-tying field goal. Yeah, just listen to this. It's going to sound familiar. The Packers' D, sorry, the Bills' D, sorry, I already slipped. The Bills' D also could not stop the Chiefs' run game when it had to. Sound familiar? Uh, Josh Allen, the Bills' star quarterback, didn't have the supporting cast in, on offense to make enough plays and couldn't make key plays when he had to. Again, sound familiar? There was a lot of symmetry between the playoff loss 
for the Packers and the Bills' playoff defeat. The Bills reportedly committed the ultimate sore loser act by turning off the hot water in the Chiefs locker room after the <laughs> loss. You got <laughs> That's hilarious. That must hilarious. have been a smelly plane ride home to KC for the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. The ultimate sore loser act. Like, oh, my gosh. I love it. That oh. must have been a smelly rain, plane, plane flight. One, oh, my gosh. However, I will not be a sore loser. Congratulations, John. You are a perfect 4-0 in your NFC Divisional oh. Round picks. I was 3-1, but John was 4-0. Perfect. Uh, great job, buddy. I did want to bring that in. You're 4-0. Somebody should have been listening to your last podcast. It would make would made, made made some money. money off of me. Yeah. All, I yeah. think all the all the home teams won, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Heartbreaking. The 49ers mm-hmm. were 0-30, and everybody's heard this probably 50 times. When they were down by over four point, uh, sorry, five points going into the fourth quarter. They were 0-30. Yes. Had an 0-30 record, John. I know. <laughs> well, thanks to the Packers, San Francisco Yay! is now 1-31. There you go. Yeah, 1-31. for 31. Other teams proved that they could put away the 49ers. The Packers proved again that they cannot. Heartbreaking. Hey, 49ers fans, I like seafood. I want you to send me some good seafood because we're like making you guys look great out there. Yeah. <laughs> So the Packers have a heartbreaking recent playoff history. Uh, So to give some perspective for those of us who are much younger Packer fans than John and I are, (laughs) uh, this is kind of more directed probably at my sons than anybody. Yeah, my son. The losing losing in the playoff is a thing. (sighs) Here we go. Go through it quickly. (laughs) 2007, overtime loss at Lambeau to the New York Giants, which ended up being Brett Favre's last game as a Packer. Another signature head-scratching interception by Favre thrown over the middle ended the game. It was eerily similar to J-Love's last interception Mm. on Saturday night. That 2007, 2009, overtime 51-45 loss to the Arizona Cardinals in A-Rod's first playoff game. John, remember, the rest were awful. In that game, by the, too. By the way, Andy, uh, my my buddy Kurt was at that game. Oh, my gosh. I feel bad for Kurt. Yeah. He has <laughs> PTSD still from that game. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Kurt. Uh, true Packers fan as well. So, yes. 2011. Ugh. Another loss That's to the New York Giants at Lambeau. John just talked about that, I believe. But this time, yep. after a 15-1 regular season record, mm-hmm. the Packers D couldn't stop them either when they had to at the end of halves yep. and whatnot. So, yep. yeah, that was a debacle. 2012, Colin Kaepernick no. rushed for <laughs> 181 yards for the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round game. Still like John running. often says, he's still running. <laughs> yes. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is still running through and over the Packer defenders, too. Jeez, um, okay. Please. 
2014, we won't go into this too much. Overtime nope. loss to the Suckhawks in the la, NFC la, Championship la, la, game la, <laughs> after blowing a big-time lead late. Special team gaffes <sighs> did the Packers Dang. in. There's a reason I brought that up. Uh, wait a minute. That just happened again. Missed field goal <laughs> and an extra point <laughs> in our point. game. By the way, Eric Wilson made – I did want to say Eric Wilson made one of the most fantastic plays – on uh, a fumble crazy. recover after Keyshawn Nixon fumbled, fumbled uh, during that that yeah. uh, punt return or whatever it was. That was yeah. like the best uh, play I've ever seen on a fumble recover yeah. ever. Go and watch it. That was amazing. Go and watch so, it again. It's shout out. We got to sign that guy too because I think he's a free agent. Yeah, he's a free 2015, agent. 2015, overtime loss again to the <sighs> Arizona Cardinals after a Hail Mary t- touchdown from Aaron Rodgers to tie hell, the game man. in regulation. Yep. 2019. This is a pattern, isn't it? 2019, mm. another loss to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, 37 to 20. That was the game that yeah. Raheem Mostert ran for 220 <laughs> yards. Still running. And four touchdowns. touchdowns four. Yeah. Packer fans. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. This is more, you know, directed at my sons, but I'm, they saw the game. <laughs> they, they remember it, I'm sure. Uh, 2020, tough one. At home in the NFC Championship game to the Tampa, uh, to the Tampa Bay led and Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fuck that you, was, Tom Brady. That, <laughs> yeah, yes, you are so true to your. I mean, that's, I hate that, him. Yes, that was probably the biggest mischance for oh. A Rod's second ring. Second ring. Um, yeah. Also, that game in 2014. I'd have to agree with John on that. Yes, we were talking about that before we got on. 2021 divisional round loss to the 49ers again at home on a last second field goal by former bear Robbie gold. Fuck you, Robbie. Yeah. Okay. So first seed losing to a six seed. We were the first seed. They were the six seed, a blocked punt return. I think John talked about this in our last podcast for a touchdown to side of the game. A rod's last playoff game as a Packer. Uh, yep. 2023, we all saw the debacle. Move on from that mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. So, so why bring this up all again? <laughs> up all again? Uh, well, um, the answer yeah, is simple. It, it's simple, Packers fans. There are patterns and and reasons for failure that continue to happen over and over and over again for your Green Bay Packers. Here we go. This is it, John. Poor special teams play. Poor defense, especially against the run. Poor clock management uh, and play calling by coaches before the half and at the end of games. Over-reliance on our Hall of Fame quarterbacks to carry the load on offense. Management's inability to address roster deficiencies especially on the interior defensive line and skill position players on offense through the draft and, and John free agency. Yes. Management's inability to hire the right coaches who win and win championships. Mm -hmm. And last but not least the team, the organization, the coaches and the players do not have the proper mindset. We have unfinished business and now we are we are going to take care of unfinished business and win, win another Super Bowl. 
All right. John, do you have anything to add add to that? Because I I mean, I think I'm I got I got a good list there. Is there anything you want no, to add? No, you got list? a great list. Okay. You got a great list. That's pretty that is it. I mean, and we don't when you have a list of things to do, we gotta like look at them and say, okay. And and I get it. A lot of people will argue, well, we didn't need a quarterback, you know, when we drafted Aaron Rodgers, but that worked out. And you're right, it it, it did. But we do it every draft, even though I okay, I'll give Goody credit. His past two drafts, he has done a hell of a job. I mean, they my God, if this receiving core can stay together for the next four or five years, woof. That that could be something, uh, but yep. you know, so that's see. It's you don't have to pay them yet, right? John. So this is going to yeah, help them right. actually, because now they know what they got. Yeah. That's that was a success to the succeed. Yeah. The, the season, right? Yeah. Finding out what we've got, Absolutely. we actually have quite a bit, which is great. Yeah. So let's that's talk a testament about the blueprint. To yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the blueprint because I just set you up there. I think, and you know, yep, we got yep. it. Yep. So again, I mean, how do we change outcomes? How do we win another Super Bowl? Uh, you know, how do we win? How do we flip the script to do something, do something completely differently or in the opposite way from the way it, it is usually done? Well, I'm going to talk about that right now. <laughs> Here we go. So the Super Bowl team blueprint, this is pretty much for any team. Uh so number one, this is number one. If you look back at the Super Bowl champions of the past several decades, Hall of Fame caliber players on both sides of the ball at key positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, left tackle, defensive line, and you know maybe a defensive back here and there, whatever. Uh, example, Bart Starr, Reggie White, uh, Brett Favre, Charles Woodson, Aaron Rodgers, Ray Nitschke. Uh, for the 2023 Packers, uh, you can really say nobody is a potential mm -hmm. Hall of Famer, except no. for maybe a healthy David Bakhtiari, but he ain't playing, and he no. may not play another game, right, John? He's a fantastic right. player. Uh, you're, you're you're awesome, David. Just feel really bad for you. I don't think yeah. your your knees are telling you that it's time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So number one, Hall of Fame caliber caliber players got to have them. Number two, Hall of Fame head coach, Vince Lombardi, Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. Matt LaFleur is not one of those two. He's no. not. He's he not. Uh, third thing, top 10 defense. Uh, 2023 Packers uh, might have been that. Uh, in uh, Sorry, top 10 offense. The Packers uh, from 2023 might have been that in the second half of the season. Uh, Top 10 defense, again, Packers of 2023, middle of the pack at best. In reality, again, I think they were 24th in DVOA. Uh, the efficiency, uh, mm -hmm. their numbers just aren't no. really good. That's so what we have to fire Joe up, he, And they're kind of middle in the pack. They were kind of ranked right in the yep. middle most of the season. Yep. So, But in the telling, you know, the telling uh is the 24th ranked defense in DVOA, which really tells tells you they're probably in the more in the bottom third. Yeah. But right. um, John, anything to add with that? So that's kind of the no. you know um, 
Oh, I got one more. <laughs> Sorry. Winning the no, trenches. Yeah, winning the trenches. A better offensive line and defensive line. So, you know, the Packers offensive line is, I think it was just fine. It was protecting them just fine, opening up yeah. holes for Aaron Jones. But the defensive line is not elite mm-hmm. enough. It's still not elite enough. I know they've tried to address well, that, but it's just not yet. We just can't. Yeah. So, John, anything to add with that blueprint? No, you nailed it, buddy. Pretty, pretty much Keep on going. Pretty much the same with any NFL team. Yeah. Uh, the Green Bay's Packers blueprint for next year to become 2024 Super Bowl champions. Well, first thing, of course, we've got our franchise quarterback, Jordan Love. Yep. So sign him to a team-friendly extension, we hope. He is uh, on. He has. He's under contract for next year, but we don't want him leaving either. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't stunt his growth. Keep Tom Tom Clements. We have not talked about Tom Absolutely. Clements. He's the quarterback Absolutely. coach, and Absolutely. he's been awesome. Uh, he's he's allowed uh, Jordan Love to flip a switch switch, so to speak, right? Yeah. Uh, and then keep Lafleur for now, for mm-hmm. now. <laughs> And uh, get him more and more elite weapons. Uh, number one wide receiver and another elusive running back. John, I don't think at the moment we have a number one, number one, true number one wide receiver no. at the moment. No, we do and not. And there are reasons to have a number one wide receiver. Uh, that actually helps the West, rest of the team and the rest of the offense, right? <laughs> Having one. Correct. Because the defense is, is you know, Moving to that side yeah. of the field, right? <laughs> because you got like a Devontae Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, Matt LaFleur. Keep him again for now for stability and in love's development for now. He did a really good job toward the end of the year. I thought he did play calling or whatnot. So third thing, uh, a new defensive and special teams coordinators. Yeah. Both. Special teams, too, by the way. Uh, nobody's really been mentioning this. Uh, LaFleur needs uh, needs an all-time great staff like Mike Holmgren's in yes. the early 1990s. Fire yes, Joe Barry. I'm saying fire Rich Bisaccia. Absolutely. Hire two new coordinators that will reimagine and improve those two units. So Rich has had his, his shot, and so has Joe Barry. And I know they probably, because of their contracts, want to keep them. But, uh, yeah, Bisaccia is kind of second in charge, too. I think Correct. he needs – I think, think LaFleur needs somebody else. And that leads me to number four, a new special assistant, somebody that's going to help LaFleur to manage the clock and end and the end of games better. Uh, you get a master class from a Hall of Fame coach in Andy Reid at the end of the Chiefs-Bills game mm. on how to utilize your timeouts and manage the clock. Master class by Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Uh, LaFleur's not Andy Reid. <laughs> LaFleur has proven no. that, that, again, he can't do what Andy Reid does. He needs help. Provide him with that help. So fifth, fifth thing, uh, Brian Gutekunst. Uh, go and get a Hall of Fame level player or two in free free agency. I know that's asking a lot. Um, you got to pick yeah. up somebody, you know, somebody like Reggie White ish. Uh, just mm. somebody would be nice. Uh, the Packers yeah. do not have a number one wide receiver. Go maybe get a, a Devontae Adams again. I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> Uh, I know that's asking a lot, tall order. That's the Packers <laughs> do not have a super elite interior or outside defender either. We right. don't. So we don't have Hall of Fame level players. 
And you have to have that to win a championship, a Super Bowl. You have to. And we don't. Not yet. So, Goody, uh, again, have another phenomenal yes. 2024 draft class. This time, the Packers desperately need a number one wide receiver again. A multi-talented running back. A beefy. Where's the beef? Uh, running back destroyer of an interior defensive lineman. You need a big beefy guy like a Gilbert Brown or whatever that you can just destroy. (laughs) They don't want to run in the middle because he's there. And another edge rusher would be nice. Uh, Draft players who have a high NFL IQ and who have a passion, a passion for winning. Uh, John, anybody else to add? No, buddy. Uh, you really nailed it there. You did a great, great job. Uh, one thing I will say, and we will talk about this in the season uh, review, is our dead cap money, unfortunately, when we look it up, is not good. Uh, we still have, believe it or not, we still have Aaron Rodgers on the books for next year. David Bakhtiari is still on the books. We still have some other people on the books of dead cap money. So, unfortunately, to go out and get a uh, – a lot of people have been saying, go go get King Henry, you know, from uh, Tennessee. He's a free agent. He can help mm, us. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. If you could get him for cheap. Yes. Now, if you could get him on the cheap and sign him to a, a one-year prove-it deal, okay, I like that because he might then – be able to give you because people you still got to tackle him <laughs> that's yep. a problem yep. you know? can even throw passes john and he can throw passes <laughs> but is he the answer no no what you got to do get out when you did when you went out and got a preston smith and it's a darius smith right and you brought them in at a pretty good price and they just bam you know they just blew up on yep. the scene and brothers. You were just like, yeah you were just like that we solved our problem right there. That we solved our pass rushing problem. Again, that's hard to do, but we'll see. So, excellent job. Let's. Do you want me to do the AFC NFC championship? Yep, I'll, or chime, do you want to... I'll chime in, but go right ahead. All right, let's do quick this really analysis. Quickly. Is what this is. This is quick analysis because this is Packers, but we're going to do the Super Bowl and we'll do a, a review of the championship games. So first, let's do the AFC championship preview of. Yes, Chief and Ravens. Oh, this is gonna be a good one, folks. Uh, Sunday, January 28th at 2 p.m., which I'm surprised they didn't get the night game, but anyway, yep. On CBS, uh, the Ravens right now, uh, over under is 44.5, and uh, looks like the point spread is three for the Ravens, which I agree. Uh, I think that's a good one. Quick analysis. The Chiefs are one game, oh my God, away from making it to the fourth Super Bowl in the last five seasons. Really quickly, I can't stand any more Taylor Swift. So I'm going to admit to you right now, I'm a huge Baltimore Ravens fan this weekend because I see Taylor Swift one more time doing her stupid dance. So am I. I I'm Big fan. losing it. Love them. <laughs> Love the Ravens. They're my favorite team. This weekend. So their wide receivers have been dropping. Uh, this is, excuse me, the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me get into this. Their uh, Kansas City Chiefs have some issues still. They're not the same old, same old Kansas City Chiefs. They're not. They're wide receivers, but recently <laughs> aren't dropping any passes from Mahomes anymore. Mahomes is looking like Mahomes. 
elite making plays and turnover free. I still say they are beatable. They're not like two, three years ago where you're like, damn, you know, they're down 28 points. And before you know it, they score 28 points on you. You're like, holy crap. Yep. Um, Kelsey looks refreshed and rejuvenated. Hmm. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> Even <Juice>. former Packers. <laughs> MVS is starting to make plays, which is absolutely hilarious. I'll guarantee you in this game, MVS, I'm not even pronouncing his name because it's ridiculously long. Uh, he will drop a pass that will help them. Uh, and Andy Reid is a wonderful coach, and he's an offensive guru. Again, I worry about Andy Reid because I love Andy Reid, but he's one cheeseburger away from a heart attack. And please, Andy, take care of yourself, buddy. We need you. Um the Baltimore Ravens can be beaten at home. Yes, they can, with losses to the Steelers, Browns, and Colts. They have a dominant in all three faces, and they have the best defense in the league by far, and elite talent at all three levels, except for a punt return for a TD last week. The Ravens' special teams have been error-free and really good. Kicker Justin Tucker is crazy. Can we get him? Yeah, uh, he's, he's the, the best. best. You can just throw if you seriously, seriously, uh, he can kick if if the conditions are right in Baltimore. If you want him to kick a sixty yarder, there's a good chance he's going to make that. I would, I would not bet against him. Uh, head coach John Harbaugh, twenty playoff appearances are the second most by any coach in the NFL since two thousand eight. Lamar Jackson has played like an NFL MVP. But no, two Lamar Jackson's playoff record isn't the greatest. Um, you know, when they won last week, everybody was like, well, maybe he's shaking it. So Andy's pick. You, you want to read it? You want me to read it? Ravens 27, Chiefs 23. I'm going with Ravens 31, Chiefs 27. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't know why I'm thinking that. I, yep. It shouldn't be. They have two decent defenses. Uh, I know uh, Kansas City has had some injured players on their defense, so we'll see. But I don't know. I, I just take the over. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah forty-four. That. That's low. Forty-four and a half points. I, mm -hmm. I, I shocked me when I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's low. Okay. Uh, depends on Baltimore weather. So you want me to do NFC Championship? Go right ahead. Okay, great. So, oh, Lions fans. <laughs> 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 Here's the NFC Championship preview. Uh, Sunday, January 28th at 5.30 on p.m. on Fox, Lions 49ers. Of course, the 49ers are six and a half. The over and under is 51. The 49ers, by the way, are packing are, are taking on two NFC North teams back-to-back -back who are very similar in a, very, a lot of instances. So we'll see what's going to happen. But the 49ers can be beaten at home, which we should have beat them. They can, yep. <laughs> With losses to the Rams, Ravens, and Bengals. The 49ers have a better defense than the Lions. Yes, the Lions defense isn't so hot. Baker Mayfield, for crying out loud, was going on the field again, which I still don't get him. Anyway, Goff is it, it, he isn't good away from Ford Field. Um, but remember, he played for the Rams for a little while, so he's kind of familiar with the 49ers. But just like football field, uh, football people, excuse me, aren't sold on golf, you know, we're not sold on Purdy either. 
Both offenses are super talented. The head coaches and coordinators on both sides are both very good. But the edge goes to the 49ers, and the weather's supposed to be dry. Uh, so you, I agree with your score, buddy. Yeah, I got Andy, the 49ers winning 27-23. I so. totally agree with that. Totally I'm going to take the under on the points. I don't think it's going to yeah, be as high scoring as what they think it's going to be. I agree. But Gotcha isn't good. Uh, yeah. You know, in the elements and outdoors, the weather's supposed to yeah. be fine and dry or whatever, but yeah, yeah. I'm still saying yeah. I don't think yeah. he's going to put up a lot of points. Yeah. And Lions fans, just know this. You're here uh, after 30-some freaking years. <laughs> you know, you're like us when the Packers were the same way, and then when we finally made it, we had to get over the hump. And I, I'm excited to see what the Lions will be next year. Because it's nice to have competition uh, rather than the Packers keep on winning. It's nice to have a little competition to make it a little more of a challenge. So next time on Packers Blitz, LaFleur's and Goody's end of season press conferences. We're going to talk through them. Also, we're going to do Super Bowl. Uh, what? Which one is this? 58, the I think. 58. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do the preview. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about the games. Um, yeah, not it's too in much. Vegas, really Ron, in Allegiant yeah, Stadium. In, it's in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, Vegas. Yeah, I think it so opened we'll up in 2020, bit. so they yeah. got the Super Bowl this year. So Yeah, so Andy, anything quick to add before we wrap yeah, up? I, yeah, I, I think you probably already said it, but we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, you know, the NFC Championship game, the AFC Championship game a little bit as well. So yeah. we're really trying to keep under an hour, John. I think we're close, but we're close. we might be a little yeah, bit so over. So. Again, Sorry. Yeah, so, uh, no, just remember uh, to like and subscribe. Five stars wherever you listen to Packers Blitz on your favorite podcast host, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, or Apple. Um, make sure, you know, ask Andy. We need some questions from you people. We want to, you know, especially with the year in review coming up, you know, we would love to have some questions in there uh, from you guys. Other than that, go Pack Go, buddy. Uh, go Ravens Go. Oh, go Ravens go. <laughs> we want the Ravens to win. Yeah, there we, we go. We really Ravens do. Fans. I'm rooting for okay. the Lions as well. Yes, yeah, so but not I. as much as the Ravens. I don't yeah, want to yeah, yeah. I don't I just yeah, don't want to yeah. see the Chiefs again. All right, buddy. Yep. Okay. Like I said, go pack go. Go pack go. All right. Love you, buddy. Talk to you later.